0: hbcu football daily podcast for today friday july 5th i'm donald where hope you had a great fourth of july of course on yesterday had a chance to be in or go to nashville and take you to nashville talk with rod reed the head football coach at tennessee state today i'm going to take you to columbia south carolina allen has started its football program back once again they uh, played, of course, on last year. This is going to be the second year. And I remember Allen starting or restarting the program back during the 2002 season. Maybe lasted a season or two, went away. But Allen University is back with football. And a familiar name with uh, is the head coach at Allen. Formerly the head football coach at Stillman is Teddy Keaton. He's going to join us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast right after this small pause for the cause. Again, you're listening to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys.
0: Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This
1: is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team.
0: I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. And I was really um, ready and serious. I'm just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at That's from the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant, radio. BoxToRow.com box box is the website for all of your
1: HBCU sports needs. On the
0: Game of the Week feature
1: to interview, to the latest news in the world of hbcu sports box to row.com as you covered mr week of from the press box to press row box to row.com has all the archive shows don't forget to check out the all-american teams and weekly media coaches balls
0: from the press box to press row
1: and box to row.com your hbcu sports
0: leader all right welcome back to the hbcu football daily podcast and uh Right now, we're going to be joined by Teddy Keaton, the head football coach at Allen University. And uh, Allen has restarted football once again. This is their second year, and Coach Keaton is in his second season. Coach Keaton, welcome back to the program. Nice. Thanks for having me, my man. Absolutely. It's good to have you. You you know, take me through the first season. I know you played a a, a club schedule um, there, but what, what was the first season like there at Allen?
1: Um, it was work you know we got got all our kids in we did the things we needed to do to get it off the ground we built a weight room built a practice facility um, built my own coaching office and recruited about 110 players uh, we played a, a eight game season and we won two ball games we kicked off the season and won the first one 49 to six I got a little excited then and uh, reality kicked in and <laughs> I had a bunch of freshmen um, and, and 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 we got it we got a we, you know, we finished well in a lot of areas. We did well. We didn't have a trigger man. I feel like it, um, the defense had finished number one in all statistical categories. Uh, so that was a plus for us. And we made it through the season with no major injuries. And um, I was excited about the fact that we had an opportunity to be able to do this again this year.
0: Sure. Now, you're playing in the NAIA, is that correct?
1: Yes, but not necessarily. We we haven't played an NAIA schedule. We're playing mostly Division II. Um, the the thing is to... The, 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 uh, make a transition into Division Two here soon.
0: Oh, okay. So that's the ultimate goal. So, you know, how uh, have you already applied for NCAA Division Two? How how is that looking at this point? That's going to start this
1: fall. We're going to start the application process. We already done our, you know, self awareness of the college and the financial stuff to make sure we were in compliance with everything. Um, it just not, does not benefit us to be in NAIA. Um, NAIA is a small private, uh, mostly white. Um, public institutions. Um, we need to play teams that we're familiar with, that's in the NCAA, that are um, HBCU schools like your Clark, Atlanta's, your Lanes, your Tuskegee's, schools that people will come out and see.
0: Yeah, I, you know it's interesting because um, Alan. I remember when allen restarted football back in 2002. Maybe lasted a couple of years. I, I, I don't remember, and it, then it went away. So, do, do you know about the history of that part of it? And if so. What makes it different this time around for Allen? I think this time
1: we had a plan. I think the last time they just they used it most as most schools do, they use it as a, a chance to grow the enrollment. Um, this time they put a plan in place a year before they started it back and put the challenge on the alumni. They asked the alumni if they wanted football back at this time they needed to raise a million dollars. And of course they responded within a seven month time period that they really wanted football back. Most people don't know that back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, Allen was a powerhouse. I was unaware of that until I started doing some homework and um, getting to know about the place that I was coaching at. And then in 2002, when they bought it back, they really just bought it back to hopefully increase, increase male enrollment and didn't really do the legwork that needed to be put in place to secure it the way they needed to secure it, funding and the money. And I think
0: that's what ultimately led to his demise. Yeah. So, um, no, interesting. And I, I, I think the other interesting dynamic with respect to you in this is that, you know, you were at, I mean, not you know, but for those that don't know, you were at Stillman. It had some success while the head coach at Stillman. Now, the, the program uh, disbanded uh, while it was still under your watch. Is that, am I, is that, am I right about that?
1: That's, that's correct.
0: Yeah, so so with that, I mean, how how again, you had the program rolling in the right direction. I know, uh, especially in the beginning, if my, if my memory serves me correctly, and then maybe towards the latter part, I think you all even started scheduling some games, even after SIAC championship, that type of thing. But um, what you know, what what was it there about Stillman that allowed you not only to have the success that you can possibly carry over here to Allen?
1: Well, I think the the fact that I was a part of the program that started at Stillman is one of the reasons why they attracted me to come here. Um, It's very difficult to start a program, let alone, you know, try to build one from the ground up. And the task that had been placed in front of me was to start a program in eight months. Uh, Most schools would take the year off and build the program and then go play a, a season. Um, to give it that year to not do anything, just build kids, get them in school, get them accustomed to being around the weight room. Allen took a different approach. They wanted to play immediately. So when I took the Rams in January, I set the ground, start recruiting, getting the coaching staff in place, doing all the things. And by the summer, I had 72 kids in school ready for uh, summer workouts. And we did that, and then we played football. The um the success that we brought over from Stillman, I think the two don't have any relations. I think that Stillman, I took over a program that had already been, you know, pretty much running. All I had to do was go in and just, you know, correct some things, find the things that were broken and fix it. And that's an easier job than trying to build one from the ground up. I think that um, just evaluating your team from year to year helps you be able to do that. Like this year, I have a whole set of new plans about – what I didn't do right last year, hopefully I can correct this year.
0: Teddy Keaton, in his second season as the head football coach at Allen, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily podcast. I think that's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm assuming you guys would play. In the SIAC, Benedict is right there uh, in Columbia. So this sounds pretty exciting for Allen. You had a night, a big, I don't don't know how, but a big recruiting class. Sort of talk about that and how you get guys to come to a startup program.
1: Well, it's what you're selling. Nowadays, it's it's almost like a free market. If a kid's sitting on the bench somewhere else, he's almost looking like, I want to play. So it was very easy, probably easier than I imagined it would be, that so many kids were interested in coming to Allen. And, you know, Columbia is a beautiful city. Um, it's a lot to do there. It's a, it's a, it's a sit between Benedict, um, South Carolina, and it's just a lot of things that they can do. And it's been very, very good. My recruiting class started off with a quarterback. I needed a quarterback more than I needed anything else. So I got their trigger, man. I needed some uh, offensive line. The work needed to be done on the offensive side of the ball. So I think I addressed every issue that needed to be addressed, even in the kicking game. We lost some games last year that we possibly could have won if we had a kicker, a long snapper, those things that you know kind of fall by the wayside. when a, um, Just like a quarterback, he don't want to come to a program that's a startup program simply because he don't know what might happen in that situation. And when we played the teams like Clark Atlanta and different things like that, I think scheduling did a really good job knowing that they will play teams like this year, Elizabeth City, Livingstone, um, Clark Atlanta. Those, those things helps kids want to play because they're going to be playing against D2 teams, so it made the recruitment process a little bit easier for me.
0: Wow. Talk about some of the personnel, uh, at least from last year, that you expect to come in and, and, uh, and, 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 and be good for you in 2019. I think that we now we have
1: 98% of the team returning from last year. That's always a good thing. I think anytime you can retention plays a big factor in success. But also evaluating your team and making sure you address the issues that didn't, you know, what what went wrong last year. That's the first thing I think about. What's an area we need to improve on? The first thing that comes to mind was the quarterback situation. And the second thing that comes to mind is when I played um, Livingstone, they were much bigger than I was, and they just put their paws in the ground and kind of, you know, buried me in. So, what I did is I went and found bigger linemen, stronger linemen, some Juco players, some transfer players to add to that depth, knowing that I would see these teams again.
0: No, no question about it. Teddy Keaton is the head football coach at Allen, joins us here on the program. You talked a little bit about um, the schedule for. Uh, for this uh, upcoming season, you mentioned some of the teams. I mean, it's you know Edward Waters, who who who's much like you in in with respect to possibly joining the S I C. They've already been admitted to N C A A Division Two. So, what about the schedule and the fact that you're able to play? I mean, I think that's pretty big for a second year program that um, is 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 applying for N C A A. That you've got five home games this year. I know it, and it was it's big, and we needed
1: that. Um, we need to establish a fan base there. A lot of our fan base is there. They, um, You would be amazed how excited it is, but, you know, the main question you said is everybody asking that one question about the Benedict thing. The Elbow Water piece is a big thing because both schools are AME schools, and it's going to create a rivalry between the bishops, and it's going to be the Bishop's Cup, uh, you know, they're really excited about it. We're excited about it. Um, and it gives us a good chance to test the waters to see where both of us will, will probably will compete on the east or the west. We don't know what side. We'll probably be on the east. That where waters will probably be on the west with. That gives us a good range of where we at. And we played a lot of Division two teams from the SIAC this year simply because we want to measure where we at. This year we we'll determine a lot of what we need to do. Are we ready to make that jump? Are we ready to um, – you know, participate in Division Two football.
0: Yeah, so why not, why not Benedict this year? Was there a scheduling issue with them?
1: I think it was a scheduling conflict, but I, from my understanding, they will be on the schedule on 2020. Um, I think you'll just, with everybody else in the world, they're ready for that game. It's the Battle of Taylor Street. We're right across the street from each other, so I guess it's going to be uh, a big game, and I, obviously it's been a big game for years. They play them in basketball, and we've had a good time with that too.
0: You mentioned having to sort of build things from scratch, Um, you know, a a, a weight room, a, uh, a, a, a practice facility. So where, where are you playing your home games currently? Do you have a on-campus football stadium? No, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but we're in the talks about doing that.
1: Um, We are, we're working on a, a actual home game spot right now. We might travel around to different spots. We have different places that we could play amongst the high schools and, um, South Carolina so that's still on the table and we um the president have not made a decision on what he want to do and where each game will be located at
0: no question about it. so what what were you what was your time in between Stillman and uh and now at Allen
1: I was a running back coach at Miles College
0: okay yeah so some success but you so what years were those
1: that was my last two was fifth. that was 16 and 17
0: yeah, so you had a I, his name has escaped me. The kid from Miles had a big year. In, I believe it was your. It was your last year at Miles. Had a had a huge season at running back.
1: Yeah, my my running back at Miles in my last year there. He um he just tore the place up. And trust me, it wasn't all me. He was already there. He just needed a little coaching. He hit the weight room really hard. And the kid is just he's phenomenal. Um, he shouldn't even be playing at the Division two level. I I consider him to be at least easily a one double A running back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so finally, Coach Keaton, and we appreciate the time. Again, Teddy Keaton is the head football coach at Allen, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Um, summer, the kids report. When do they report? And, you know, what's, I I know there's got to be a lot of excitement, especially for the guys. Well, really for both the guys that are returning and then the new guys that are coming in to – that are part of building this program and really trying to take it – um, to that next level and into division two ultimately and, and probably the SIAC
1: well, they already they just left. Um, I had all the freshmen and transfers in at the first of June. They just left yesterday was their final day. We had workouts seven on sevens, different things of that nature. Um, I got a chance to look at them you know before they come on the 28th of July. So I am very excited about the freshman class and the transfers that's going to come in that's going to fit the pieces. And now, hopefully in four or five weeks, we can get them to gel together and, and, and pretty much put the pieces together to be able to at least have a successful season this year.
0: Teddy Keaton in his second season as the head football coach at Allen. Yes, Allen in its second year bringing football back as the uh, Yellow Jackets going to open the season on September 7th at Elizabeth City State. Hey, Coach Keaton, great to catch up with you. Good luck to you and the Yellow Jackets this season. Thank you, my friend. Interesting. Allen looking to make a return to NCAA division, well, make a return uh, to football and then possibly, and it looks like they're heading towards Uh, NCAA Division II and the SIAC. So, boy, the SIAC, you talk about Savannah State has already joined or rejoined the conference this year. And then the next, you know, five years, four or five years or so, uh, you're looking at Edward Waters uh, and then also Allen joining the conference as well. So the SIAC certainly on the rise. Good footprint having another team um, right there in Columbia, which – uh, you know, Columbia is a good media market. It's a good television market. That's a benefit to the SIAC to have two teams there. You look at Edward Waters, Jacksonville is an awesome tele- media market, awesome television market. So you look at um, another, uh, depending upon obviously how they're covered, but to be able to have a, uh, a, a top market like Jacksonville is pretty big. So the SIAC definitely on the come up. I want you guys to have an outstanding weekend. And again, we're going to, the HBCU Football Daily podcast continues on Monday. And um, looking forward to that, Kevin Porter, the head football coach at Fort Valley State, going to join us on the program. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to be at the SIAC Media Day at the College Football Hall of Fame. Going to get all the interviews with the coaches. So we'll have some on site interviews for you with the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for the remainder of the week. You can download the podcasts. You can listen to the podcasts online um, as well. And uh, I just want you to tell folks about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're less than 60 days away from the start of the HBCU football season. Also, don't forget the weekend edition uh, from the Press Box to Press Row can be heard on a radio station near you. Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, going to join us on the program. Got a lot to talk about with respect to to uh, NBA free agency. Also, here in the state of North Carolina, the, uh, the legislature um, – Uh, General Assembly passed a bill whereas uh, public universities or universities within the UNT system can now sell alcohol at games. I'm going to get into that a little bit um, as well on the weekend edition uh, from the Press Box to Press Row. At BoxToRow.com, you can find a radio station in your area that carries the program, or you can listen Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern at 6 a.m. Central Time, 4 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 141. And then also on Satellite Radio, Sirius XM Channel 142. Also on Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. You'd